It's the Tearbox Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tearbox Show. Today, well, I should say who I am in case you don't know. I'm Eric Nam. I'm your host. No one doesn't know who you are. A lot Stop of people it. don't know who I am. It's completely fine. <laughs> My mom is such a big fan of you. Oh, really? This is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, mom. Um, well, today we have an incredibly special, talented guest here joining us. You guys may know her for her incredible music and her really, really, I find, entertaining and fun music videos. And a lot of the fascinating projects she's been on. Let's go ahead and introduce today's guest, Audrey Nuna. 안녕하세요. 안녕하세요. I didn't expect you to say 안녕하세요. You noticed my voice changed. Yeah, changed so, you were no like, Annyeonghaseyo. <laughs> I've literally been thinking deeply about this, uh-huh. right? But I have this theory that when women speak Korean, uh-huh. not all women, but a lot of times, yeah. and girls, like their voices tend to go higher. Mm. And I think that's really interesting. I think… Well, I think that's… It's the same for guys. I don't know if it goes higher or lower. But mm-hmm. whenever I switch into an act, uh, a different language, the tone changes. Mm. And I think it's just like the way that languages are… Angreo? I don't know. I don't like, I feel like I would like to retain my natural vocal tone. Yeah. But I think as a kid, as like a girl, I was taught to be like very… I don't know a certain way in a Korean space, like yeah. kind of yamjone and yeah. very like polite. So I think that's why I kind of go into that higher space. Ah. Whereas in English, I'm just like I speak like a man almost. Like mm-hmm. my voice is pretty deep, mm-hmm. and I don't try to change it or anything because I never felt like I had to. Yeah. It's interesting. Just something. I it is about. interesting. I've thought about it a good bit as well. But Wait, anyways, sorry, it's all good. What was it? Uh, <laughs> what's it called when you derail? Uh, oh, rabbit hole. Yeah, we went yeah. down a rabbit hole. It's all, I feel like we're going to have a lot of those today. I feel like even I'm before ready. we started, we just kind of riffed yeah, off we into… Yeah, we were like in some good material. Before. Yeah, and then we're like, oh wait, we should save this yeah, for the pod. Yeah, and so for here the we pod. Are. But um, well, welcome. Nice Thank to meet you. you. My name is Audrey Nuna. I didn't do the intro, but hello. 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 Uh, um, it was it was funny because as soon as I said Nuna, I felt like I had to go into Korean. Which is why <laughs> I went to Ida. But… I'm so excited to meet you. I've I've heard so much about you and you've just been coming up in all these different conversations that I've been having. Really? Um, yes. That's and, weird to hear. <laughs> why is that weird to hear? People say that to me. I'm just like, really? That's… I don't know. It's just never been… I've never been like… Ta- I don't know. I grew up really shy. Not uh-huh. really loving so much attention. So it's just interesting. It's yeah. like weird. But cool. It's really awesome. Weird but cool. But we're here I've for been it. hearing about you. Oh gosh. From my mom. <laughs> like she's such a big fan. Seriously. I've like heard some things about you that I don't know are true. She's uh-huh. like he speaks multiple languages. <laughs> His English is great. His singing voice is amazing. Oh my gosh. He has two brothers. Like I knew all that before I came in here. Dang. Well hi mom. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, that's my target demographic now, I guess. Moms? <laughs> no, 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 but I appreciate it. That's yeah. that's very flattering. And um, I'm excited to to meet you. But let's let's talk about it. Like, I don't know anything about you really. Okay, cool. And 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 so I wanted to get to know you. I wanted our listeners to get to know you. And just I guess we just start off with where and how you grew up. Because as you were saying, you grew up kind of shy. You didn't love attention. But here you are. You're at the cutting edge. You're at the forefront of really cool Asian American female musicians. And it's really, really exciting to see you do your thing. So… Thank you. Where were you born? Raised? How did this happen? Let's go. Okay. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, I was born and raised in New Jersey. Yeah. What part? Um, Have you heard of… Well, I was in Old Bridge for some of my life and then Manalapan for some of my life. Probably heard of… I've never heard of them and that's great. No. Literally kind of middle of nowhere. Uh Like an hour from New York City. Okay. Um, yeah, I grew up, just had like a very healthy childhood, had a great parents who supported me. I just always loved music and my dad mm. loved singing and is kind of more on the creative side, but he mm. never got to pursue that. So oh. just really supportive. What parents. is what is what do your parents do? My dad is in clothing manufacturing. Okay. Cause that was his family business. Oh, and sweet. then my mom just raised us. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and you have an older sister. And a younger brother, which we were talking about mm-hmm. before this pot. I feel like we walked through a lot before we the show did. started. You know my life story. I, know, I don't I know, know why it. we're here. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess when did you first start 
getting interested in music? Who really influenced you? And like how mm-hmm. how did your career kind of like take off? I really feel like I just loved music since I was a kid. Mm. I don't remember why or how. But singing was always just a big thing for me. My mom used to say that whenever I ate something good as a kid… I would just like start humming. Mm. And then just never stop. Like would always sing around the house. Mm. Love The Little Mermaid and Pocahontas and all that kind of stuff. And then did a lot of music things in school growing up. Took voice lessons. Did the musicals. I was in Susical. I was in <laughs> Thoroughly Modern Millie. I was Millie as an Asian young 13 year old girl. I was yes. playing this Kansas girl that moved to the city. But yeah. I just always was around music. And I always knew I wanted to do it. I don't know. There's really no profound moment or anything. Yeah. It's just such a natural progression. Like is that the same for you? Did you always know you wanted no, to do this? No. I mean I always dreamed of it. I always dreamt of it. But I never thought it would be Manifest. possible. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why I think it's it's really interesting. It's really cool to meet somebody of your age who… For you it was like so natural for this to happen. It's like such a natural progression. Yeah. But I think for myself because I'm a little bit older than you… Um, I felt like… I didn't have as many Asian, Asian American people that were like in the space for me to kind of look at and kind of Mm. model my career after. But right now I feel like you're also becoming one of those role models. But I feel like there are a lot of peers that are your age or even not… If not even younger who are kind of like building this great momentum. Definitely. There's… That's something I thought about the other day in the shower. I was like… There's so many… People who are… Like so many… There's a community now I feel like. Whereas before… Or growing up you didn't really see that. Or even if there were communities… Like you didn't really know about them. Yeah. Whereas I feel like now… Like I got dinner with with Rayami and and Deb Never the other day. And Grace Lee from YouTube. And it's just really nice to know that there are people… Who kind of had the same experience as you. Mm -hmm. Because I think like when you meet Korean Americans and Asian American people… Like… There's just an instant… You know there's certain little life subtleties that you kind of experience together. Yeah. Whether it's packing your lunch to school and hating yourself for it and like <laughs> hiding it. Or I don't know like speaking to your grandparents in Korean and they don't understand English. Like I think those are little things that kind of connect you. So the fact that we're all doing the same thing is really cool. Yeah. And I think it's it's really fun. Because I feel like I've seen you and Rayami and a couple of people just like… On different blogs or magazines or shoots. And it's all… Um, it's like these young talented individuals who are kind of leading the charge in this way. So that's been like really encouraging Thanks. to see. Um, how did so you… Nice. No, no, no. How did you kind of like develop your own sense of music and musical identity? I think just listening to a lot of different music. I didn't really listen to a lot of… Like the only thing I listened to as a kid… Was Britney Spears and Hilary Duff and Destiny's <laughs> Child. Because that's just… My parents didn't really listen to a lot of American music. Uh-huh. So I didn't really have early exposure. Uh-huh. I think that when I went to… When I got more so into middle school, high school… I started listening to more of the stuff that I liked. Mm-hmm. You know like discovering the Yeezus album or Tribe Called Quest and like Sade. And just people that I, I genuinely enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I think that for me it's really just that. I always just want to make what I want to hear. Yeah. Um, or what I've heard already. But I just like regurgitate it into uh-huh. whatever I think. Because like even if you try to imitate something… I feel like you're incapable of making a perfect copy of it. So right. no matter what it's going to feel different. Right, right, right. So I think that's been a lot of my sound curation. It's just been like what do I like and how to make that my own thing. What are your thoughts on the latest Kanye album? I loved it. What do you think? <laughs> I liked it. I, I actually… I have, I'll be honest. I haven't listened through the entire thing yet. Okay. But I liked it. It's a long um, album. It is a lot. It's a lot. I think that Kanye's worst work shits on most people's best work. Whew. Like I really think that. I just… You know he's one of… He's honestly probably the most influential artist of our generation I think. Yeah. You know I've, I'm fresh off this discussion because I went to a session yesterday. Yeah. And I kid you not. It was me… And four grown-ass men. <laughs> and they talked about Kanye v. Drake for the entire session. Like straight up we were sitting there in a circle for two hours mm. discussing this. And it's just like Kanye is just… You know he. I think he's really important. Like his work. And mm-hmm. I, I loved it. 
I yeah, um, as also witnessed by you're wearing his shoes. Yes, these were actually a gift. They sent them over to me, which was nice. really nice. I could never actually buy these because they <laughs> go for like crazy retail. <laughs> how, I, I have no idea how much are those things. I don't. I think retail they're like two fifty. I'm not uh-huh. actually sure, but for resale they go really high. I'm sure because nobody yeah. can get their hands. But I on can't them. resell my minor. My, like You've I told you, they're my those in they're for my too well. beaters. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you guys are just listening to the shoes, what are those called? They're like the foam runners. The foam runners. They look like alien versus predator, like alien on a sh- in like a foam shoe pattern. They do look like an alien skull. Yeah, which, or a which fossil. I dig. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, I, I love it. them. They're comfy. Um, so I mean, you mentioned you were in a session yesterday. What are you? What are you writing these days? What are you working on? What? Just the next project. I just put out a project called Liquid Breakfast back in May. Mm-hmm. Can't believe it's been. Time flies. It's September. It's wild. We're going to be… It's nasty. It's going to be 22 in about… I know. Like tomorrow. It's yeah. so crazy. But yeah. I've just been working on the next project. Just figuring out what I want to do next. And what sounds I want to do mm-hmm. next. Mm-hmm. Working with different people has been fun. Because the first project I did in a house with my friend. Mm-hmm. So… Um, I mean we still work together of course. But just like kind of… Dabbling into different people's textures. Like, oh, this person plays synths that way. Or this person likes these types of chords. And kind of exploring that has been fun. Is there a, is there a particular direction in which you're leading? Either lyrically or stylistically? Like, anything that's caught your ear that you're like, I really want to <clears throat> try making that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, not going to share it. That's a fine. lot of different shit. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Definitely. A lot of different stuff. I want it to feel like, you know, like if we're talking Pokemon, I want it to feel like the next evolution of the last project. Right. But I do want to do something more conceptual where it's not just… Because the first one was more of like a tape, I feel like, where uh-huh. it was a bunch of songs I just liked that I made over the past, you know, year and a half or so. Uh-huh. And this one, I really want to go in with like a concept and I like have ideas and what I want to do, but definitely more conceptual Sweet. and like a storyline. I think one thing that I, I really enjoy of yours is like watching your videos. Because they're so… It's like… I don't even know how to describe it. It's like visual candy. Because mm. I feel like it's always something unexpected. It's witty. It's funny. It's sarcastic. But also cool. Um, when it comes to the creative and your shoots and all your concepts in that in a visual way… Are you coming up with these things? Or do you have a creative partner that you're working with? And… So it's basically just me and my friends. Like I'm very involved in everything I do on the visual side. Yeah. It's legitimately me, my friend Lolo, um, and my friend Kufu. The three of us. Just on Zoom. Like mm. throughout quarantine. Just on Zoom being like, yo, what if this? What if that? Or we met up for coffee and I was just like, I just want to walk on water in a video. <laughs> like let's just do that. that that would be the opening shot. Mm. And it's very DIY. It's very… um, Just like… Just the three of us, really. It's not anything crazy. Mm-hmm. Just friends sharing cool ideas, which I am really proud of because I think a lot of times you work with people that you don't really fuck with, but you just work with them because, you know, you want to get shit done. Yeah. But I'm just really blessed that I've been able to work with my friends. And yeah, it's literally us on the production calls, on the creative direction calls, like doing just, everything. Yeah, talking to the set designer till like 11 p.m. about. The specific drawer shape that we want in the room. Like, uh, yeah. All that stuff. That's fun. Um, you… We kind of skipped over this. But you spent time at NYU. I did. For like… How long were you at NYU? I was there for one year. One academic uh-huh. year. And you're like, peace. And then I peace. <laughs> it was great. It's just expensive. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I was like… I could either be in school and write essays. Although I love writing essays. I kind of miss writing essays weirdly. But do you… Wait. Did you like school? I mean, can I, I guess? I feel like you were good in school. But you didn't really f*** with school. I was good at school. I like… If I could do it again, would I, I would probably just party more. Mm. Uh, Where'd you go? <laughs> I went to Boston College. Okay, sick. It's uh, a great school. Yeah. I, it was fun. Like I, I know I spent like a lot of time just like… Putting essays together, but I want to read one of your essays. You do not want to read. I feel one of like my they'd be really good. <laughs> no, I don't know why. No, you just have like a very uh, like mm, a clear 
poised voice. I really probably- wish I did. I feel like if I wrote one now, I probably could do a lot better of a job. But like when I was 21, 22, writing an essay, mm-hmm. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So you moved from Atlanta to Boston. Yeah. That's different, Atlanta right? Atlanta to Boston. Yeah, and then Boston to India to Korea. India? I spent like two, three months in India. What? Yeah. Doing Long what? I was, so I graduated and I was supposed to move to New York. But I took a year off to go to India. Okay. To do social enterprise, social fellowship. Okay. What and is that? Like just kind of citizenship stuff? So it's it was… We were working on like social business… Helping them like okay. grow stuff. Cool. So like social work related things. Whoa. Technically. Um, but then that's when I got picked up to go to Korea to do… How did they find you in India? YouTube. Oh, I thought they, they like how? showed up to India with like binoculars. <laughs> like where is he? What's we the found fuck? the one Korean kid <laughs> in India. That's crazy. Um, I love so, Indian yeah. food. Do you like Indian I food? I love Indian food. So good. What's your go-to Indian food dish? I really like shrimp biryani. Am I saying it right? Yeah. And then butter chicken. But that you know. That's like… Who doesn't love butter chicken? If you don't like butter chicken… Then you're a bad person. We don't trust you. Yeah. Yeah. We don't trust you. But biryani is very… I think it's… I mean samosas. I know that's also a very cop-out answer. Yeah. Um, No but it's popular for a reason. Because it's good. It's really good. Uh, (laughs) So you moved… So you you leave NYU. Yes. And then you're just like, I'm just make music on my own? And then it's kind of… Um, so I… No, I actually was… So I was making music since high school. Mm. So I, my producer who I work with now, Anwar, he DM'd me when I was in high school. And I was oh, like cool. 17. And was just like, I love your voice. Love the stuff you have on your Instagram. Let's work. So I was kind of scared because it's like a full grown man in my DMs <laughs> trying to get me to come to his and you, house. And you're like what? 16? I was like 17. 16, yeah. 17. So yeah. I brought my mom with me. We were scared. <laughs> but we made it. And we wrote a song the first time we met. Just kept writing songs throughout high school. Well throughout my senior year of high school. Then throughout… When I was going to NYU, I would take the train after doing all my… And go up to his house, record, come back. Just for just grinded it out for a year during school and then decided, oh, I want to fully do that instead. Uh-huh. So I did that. I took a gap year, moved to a tiny little apartment in Fort Lee and just did the same thing and released songs independently until we eventually signed a deal. That's point. dope. And your parents, are they they loving it? They're supportive and yeah, everything? Yeah, my parents are really supportive. My mom has always been supportive. My dad is kind of like the you should get a degree because no one's going to respect you type. But I mean of course when he sees the paperwork he's like oh never mind. You're good. (laughs) Just forget school. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So he's cool now. Awesome. Um, One really exciting thing that you have been a part of is the Shang-Chi soundtrack. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Super cool. What was that? song and songwriting process like for you? Well I wrote it before I knew it was going to be for the movie. So uh-huh. I was talking to Sean who's the head of 88 Rising. Uh-huh. And he was telling me, oh we're doing the Marvel movie. And this was very under the wraps. And he was like, send anything you want to send me. Mm-hmm. So I was just sending him a bunch of ideas. And that was just one of the things that I kind of had done in LA. Um, with the stereotypes. Yeah. Have you heard of them? Yeah. They're really cool. Um so that was really just a fun song to make. I, I didn't think it was for my project because it mm-hmm. just was a little more on the dark side. And I just wasn't sure if I wanted to go in that direction. But I was like, this is perfect for a, for an action movie. Superhero movie, yeah. Yeah. So I just sent it and they were like, oh, we love this. And then Nikki added her stuff on yeah. it. And I did not expect her to take it there at all. And it was super cool to kind of mm-hmm. work with her remotely. And then, yeah, they were like sent over the paperwork. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be the movie. I was like, sick. Is <laughs> that crazy? Really simple, you yeah. have a song with a Marvel superhero. Pretty wild. And it just feels special because it because of historically like what it means. Yeah. And it was actually a great movie. Did you like the movie? Did you see the, the movie? movie? Yeah, I just watched it like two nights ago. Okay, sick. Um I need to watch it again. I loved it. Yeah. I need to see it. All again. the martial arts sequencing was so beautiful. Yeah. And it felt like it took from traditional like mm-hmm. Jet Li. But didn't… It wasn't too much. Like it wasn't corny or… Right. Felt like right. trite. It was great. That opening… That first scene with like the mom and dad. 
Uh-huh. When… When they fought. Yeah. I was like, this is beautiful. They snapped. Like the choreography, the colors, uh-huh. like the effects. I was like, this is so beautiful. And if it's starting like this, mm-hmm. imagine what the rest of the movie's like. Right. And so I, I just distinctly remember from that gecko. I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. They got this. Action Sorry. choreography was great. Just got really excited. Thinking no, about I it. feel that. Like, <laughs> I just love when things exceed your expectations yeah. too. Because you know, I don't. I'm not the biggest Marvel fan. Like I, you know, I think it's cool, but this was actually like I, as a movie, I loved it. Mm, yeah. Did you go to the premiere? I did. How was the premiere? What was it? That was like? cool. My first time going to a, like a red carpet event. Mm-hmm. Was mad awkward. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> walked up and uh-huh. then there's a bunch of random people like telling calling your name. First yeah. of all, how do you know my name? That was so weird. <laughs> I had no idea. Like I think there was a nameplate or something. Yeah. And they kind of like say, Audrey, blah, blah, blah. it was just weird. I was like, what's happening? And then I just watched the movie and got free popcorn. It was great. <laughs> they give you tubs of free popcorn. Did you meet anyone? Um, or did you run into anybody that you yeah, wanted to meet? Yeah, I ran into Nikki there. A uh-huh. bunch of 88 Rising people that I work with. And then actually Sway Lee was there. And oh, my cool. manager is friends with him. So got to meet him. He's really sweet. Sweet. Yeah, it was fun. Awesome. Well, hopefully we get to hear more incredible things coming from you in the near future. Thank you. We were just talking and you just moved out to LA. Four weeks ago. Welcome. Congratulations. How does it feel? Thanks. What made you make the move? It's a big decision to move across the country. How does it feel? Oh my gosh. It feels fine. Yeah. Wait, just fine though? <laughs> just fine. Okay, why? If I'm Let's completely honest. Yeah. Because I could bully you and be like, it's great. It's great. No. It's, it's cool. Fine. Like LA is such a weird place. You can't uh, walk anywhere. I agree. I like my legs are becoming soft and jello because <laughs> I don't walk anywhere. And I don't know. Like I don't have a car yet and that sucks. Uh, but I will get one and be fine. The weather is perfect every day. Which, which is, is kind of weird. Disgusting. Right? I don't I like agree. it. I want to feel seasons. Yeah. And I want some rain. At least like wash this away. Right. But it's just nice. But you go time. back and forth to, to Seoul? To Korea a good bit. Yeah. So you get that. I right? get that a lot in Korea. But when I'm here in LA for extended periods, it's like… Can I get a little bit of rain? Please? Uh-huh. Anybody? No, I feel that. It's like weird because I can't even tell if I've been here for a year. If I've been here for four weeks, which I have. Or if I've been here for two days. Because every day is looks it's exactly like the same. The same. It feels same. exact. You wake up. The sun hits your face the exact yeah. same way every there day. There has to be a term for that. Is there a term for that? Do you do you guys know? There has for to what? be a term. For like… Sick this, of the same weather? Or Yeah. Or just like LA. It's, it has to be like an LA… Weather syndrome or something. <laughs> there has we should to start be. a support there, group because I, I think it's a real support. thing that people should talk about. More. Yeah, we should talk about these feelings. These Everyone's very- like, oh, LA, the weather's perfect every day. I love it. But no, your soul is suffering. You don't even realize. <laughs> yeah, we don't even know. We, we're tricked into being fake happy. It's sunny. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. We're being manipulated by the weather. 100%. It's what it is. That's, Definitely. That's what I believe. But otherwise, it's cool. A lot yeah. of music people, which is great. Is that kind of like the reason you moved here? Mm-hmm. Just to to write more, work more? Exactly. I've never done the LA thing fully. I've been in New York working. So it's just like, let me try it. Mm. I feel like this is a time, if anything, I should try it. But the goal is definitely to move back at some point. Yeah. What is… I mean, I've never written anything in New York. What's like the New York writing… Honestly, I'm an alien and I'm like, uh, (laughs) I don't really, I think the way I've come up is very little bit different Uh because I'm not in studios. Like I barely recorded in studios for this whole project. It was just Anwar's house. Mm. So music has just been a really, it felt like a hobby more than Mm. anything. And it's still, I fight to just keep it feeling like a hobby because I I much prefer going to people's houses. Yeah. Than going to like a cold, tiny studio. Not even tiny. Even if it's a nice studio, I think I prefer houses. Yeah. I, I, my newest project that is rolling out right now, I didn't do anything in a studio, which is the first time for me. Like, I. Where did you do it? At my producer's house Sick. in his living room. Right. Um, Isn't that nice? It's nice. I just didn't, I, I think like for me, coming from K pop, it's like everything is so 
like meticulously cleaned and like there's like a system. There's a process. You do it at the studio. You do it X number of times and mm. you tune, mix, master all that like a certain way. Mm. But this is the first time where I was just like, eh, maybe we'll just do it at your house. That's and like cool. it works what out. What pushed you to do that? Um, I'll be very honest. The intention was to write it all and then recut everything in the studio. Okay. But then we're like, but why would we do that if it already sounds fine? Amazing, yeah. And like you lose… I feel like so much of it, you lose that initial feeling that draw, that drew you to that original 100%. song. 100%. When you try to recut it. Totally feel that. There have been times where I do like demo vocals thinking, oh, this is never going to see the light of day. Yeah. I'm just going to recut it. And there have been times where we rent an expensive studio to recut the demo vocals and I just can't top them. Because the demo vocals work. just like so honest… Right. And so your first reaction to what you heard, that's really hard to replicate. Absolutely. It's, I think it's like, it's unassuming. It's what it is. It's right. like you have no preconception or like idea of what it has to be. So by the time you go into the studio, you're like, oh, how right. am I going to recreate this? Exactly. And it doesn't work. As soon as there's an ounce of pressure, it's like just not for me as like an artist that's my thing if i feel like pressure about it then it's just not going to be good mm. i'm just not like even sessioning out in la sometimes you go into sessions where it's just a lot of pressure yeah just cuz the energy in the room yeah. is just pressure let's make a let's banger. make a hit. let's yeah. make a smash <laughs> like whatever the i hate when people I say hate that, that so much it's like uh, we're going to make a banger yeah. i'm just like okay and then it's probably <laughs> it's whack yeah. usually whack yeah. that people say that I mean, let's talk about pressure. Like, do you do you perform a lot? I mean, I feel like a lot of so much of a lot of your career, it's been kind of during the time of COVID as well, right? Yeah. So, I, have you had the chance to perform a good bit, um, yeah. or has it kind of been all these live streaming kind of things? It's been a lot of live streaming, and before COVID, I was playing like Bowery Electric, but the top room where like fifty people max could oh, fit. Okay. You know. Or like I literally my first show, which was a few, like probably eight months or so before the pandemic, my mom, my sister, and her friend were the only people who showed up, <laughs> and I was the only act. So it was like an empty room. Like that was the first show. So going from that, and yeah. then I played a USC show recently, which college shows that I did before the pandemic were yeah. all in auxiliary gyms, like the fencing team. Going in the back, like going running yeah. laps or whatever, yeah, yeah. or a cafeteria. But then I showed up to this USC thing and it's like a straight up stage. Like and a show, I just show, didn't, show. It was a show, show. And I didn't expect that. I was like, whoa, how can I, like, how did we just jump from yeah. that? Just, it doesn't make sense because of the whole gap. Yeah. Yeah. How was it? How was it like going, like doing that big show on a bigger stage at USC? It was tight. Do you, do you, Get a lot of stage fright, or do you feel any pressure there? I don't or you just like, eh? Think it's stage fright. I think everyone gets nervous, and like, I think when there's just a lot of energy, you don't. You just have to learn how to focus it. Yeah, and that's something that I'm learning how to do. But no, I've always kind of been. Once I find my kind of groove on stage, I feel really comfortable. Mm. Like it's a comfort, yeah, place for me. Nice. What about you? I think it's like a case by case basis. I okay. I feel like I'm usually good. But when I when I step onto a stage and I feel like I've done festivals sometimes where I'm like, this ain't my vibe. Mm. I'm here. I'm gonna perform, but it's not my vibe. Mm. And that's where I'm just like, and then I get all up in my head. Is that when you go to festivals and people just want to get up and dance and stuff? Do you feel that way? Uh, I think it's like I think I've done certain shows at points in my career where like I probably don't like. Well, People may not know who I am. Like I feel like that's part of like the the great thing with festivals. It's like you go and you discover new acts. Mm. But sometimes you get there and you're like, these people have no idea who I am and like mm. what mm -hmm. I do. Right. And then that then you feel then I get in my head of like, okay, are they even gonna enjoy this? So you want to perform, you want to overperform, and then I overthink things. Mm. And that's where things get a little tricky and dicey. But um, no, that's definitely a real thing. Like. It's really different to perform to… I'm sure when you headline your shows… Yeah. Versus going to a festival or going to even a college. Like there's just a different energy of… But it's all fun. Yeah. Well at the end of the day… Even if there are a few people who were there for you… Like 
think that's yeah. And that's I'm sure you convert a lot of people there. You know, that's what I'm hoping. Finger <laughs> cross. Um, what do you think? I mean, we were talking about this before the pod, and I was like, no, let's talk about this on on the actual podcast. You asked me, do you? Was it I asked you, or did you ask me? Like, do I like LA? Uh, it was something like that. About? We're talking about LA. About you just moving to LA. Uh huh. And then it was like, do you like LA? And then my response was, I felt like it was a very lonely city. Yes, that's what you said. Yeah, well, we recreated that. We moment. just recreated that was beautiful. this. Beautiful. It's really because beautiful. this is something that like I people. <laughs> it was a very natural, really beautiful, natural way to get into it. So yeah, I so you were saying LA is a lonely city. And I think all cities are kind of lonely. You think so? Because if you spend time in New York, you could feel the same way too. Hmm. It's just I think when… I think with cities, it's like the contrast of you expect to feel not alone because you're around so many people. And then mm-hmm. when you do feel alone, you're like, what? This is weird. Why yeah. am I so lonely? This must be a lonely city. But I think that that's just like a… Yeah, all cities are like mm. that, I think. That's fair. That's fair. I feel like LA… Is like you can't walk anywhere. Mm-hmm. So your natural like direct… Like the ability to just run into random people or like friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like such a planned thing. And then for me… I think that what I found is… I just moved here. But I'm also like in my 30s. And I don't have friends. <laughs> like, I don't have you just moved here. here? Yeah. Like it's been a few months and I'm like I don't have Wait friends. but I thought you've been back and forth. Well I've been back and forth. But I've never lived here. Like mm, I've like always… Lived here. Yeah I've never You've had You've always been place. working hard. I've, yeah I've always been like… I'm going to be here for like two weeks at an Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Writing an album and then I'm out. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. And so it's always been like a… A quick pit stop. Right. Kind of place. Right. And so now that I'm like living here… I'm like… How do you… How do you meet people? And COVID doesn't help obviously. Of course not. And so I think yeah. I was like… Oh man this place is kind of like interesting in that sense. It is interesting because… LA also, another thing with it, totally agree with you. Everything's super planned. And also, like, I feel like people all come to LA to become someone or make something out of themselves. Mm-hmm. Like to fulfill their dreams or whatever. Yeah. So that's a very tangible collective energy yeah. that you just feel everywhere. People are there for themselves because right, they want right, to right. get ahead. And everything that they do, everyone that they meet, they want that to kind of advance them in some mm. type of way. And I think that that little even if it's small and subtle and i'm not saying these aren't even bad people these are just normal people right. like myself whoever maybe that energy could just be something you feel mm. but honestly you don't need that many friends anyway i feel like yeah i just need like two more so i'm, yeah. I'm just looking for two more friends yeah are, are y'all there? okay all right cool <laughs> we're, we're gonna be friends <laughs> he's taking applications taking uh, applications it, through the portal <laughs> turnitin.com <laughs> I'll submit my application oh, as well. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, I will look at it with sincere Within consideration. Within four to five business days. Yeah. With yes. four. If you don't hear from me, it's because we're overloaded. Okay. Got yeah. it. Sorry. It's all uh, <laughs> I get it. Um, so we have like a bunch of questions from fans. Really? For you. Cool. Yeah. And one thing that I think a lot of people are asking… So we're just going to get out of the way and ask you… Is… So I don't know if you're… No, I don't know if you're aware of this… But Blackpink's Rosé has listed you as one of her favorite artists. A, are you aware of this? Very aware. Because every interview people are like, did you oh, know that? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, actually I've heard that. Yeah. Have you guys connected at all before? Have you met? We've spoken on Instagram, but only after the fact. Okay. Not because, oh, we connected and oh, she likes my music. No, I just randomly got a… I think it was Vogue, right? It was like a Vogue interview or something. No clue. But I randomly got a link once. And that woman has power, bro. Like she… <laughs> mentioned me for two seconds on that thing. And I got like… Like thousands of followers. Or she tagged me in her story once. And uh, I got like thousands of followers. I was like, whoa. Hey. That's that's just crazy to me. And that's great. Like she has influence. And she seems like such a nice person. Mm-hmm. So super talented. I mean… This is also random. But you seem to have a grasp on Korean language. And like very in touch with your Korean roots. Yeah. Um, did you grow up going back and forth to Korea at all? Or like what is… No. You just kind of picked it up at home kind of thing? Or Yeah. My mom moved… My mom moved to the Bronx from Korea when she was 11. And my dad oh. moved when he was 18. So 
They're pretty American. Okay. But I think what's kept me in touch with my Korean roots is probably my grandparents. They mm. don't speak English. And going over their house all the time. You know, doing chuseok. Doing like cheza stuff. And mm-hmm. chai, like all those kind yeah. of traditional Korean ceremonies growing up has been big for me. And then mm-hmm. my mom loves to cook Korean. Um, my dad is very much a Korean man. You know, <laughs> like he's Korean. Okay. So he's not like super Korean American even though he moved here early. Right, right, My right. mom is more on that side. But I think that… I don't know. It's naturally happened. My mom always told me if you don't speak Korean and you're a Korean person, then that's the problem. She'd always say that to me. So I'll be like, okay. They're all learning. Yeah. When was the first time you went to Korea? When I was seven. Do you, do you remember that? Grade. Like that moment? Vividly. What, what what kind of stuck out to you? I just thought like, what the fuck is going on? Everyone looks like me here. This is so <laughs> weird. Never experienced that in my yeah. whole life. Yeah. You know, just growing up seeing people and being like, oh, I look different from everybody. Mm. And going to a whole ass land with people walking around who are just all Korean. I was yeah. like, this is trippy. <laughs> <laughs> Even as a seven-year-old, I knew. I was like, this is not a normal experience for me. Uh-huh. But I remember going to like the Pyeonhye Dome and looking at all the ice cream. Oh, that's like the best part. That is and the little so like fun. the twist little the the toy capsules and all that. Yeah, just everything about Korea is like it feels like another planet. Mm. When's the last time you were there? Twenty nineteen November. Okay. Went for a melon showcase. Oh, nice. Which was uh, fun. Was that your first time back in like a, a long time or? I think the time before that was twenty sixteen. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. No, I feel like for me growing up, it's like I went like a few times as like a really young kid. And then as you get older and you step into what Korea is and all it has to offer, it like blows your mind every time. It's different as an adult yeah. for sure. And I didn't really experience it in 2019 because I was working for the mm. most part. But I have to go at some point to actually just go and experience it as yeah. an adult. Because I've only gone for work. And I want to just like really… As much as I feel like I did grow Korean American, I do feel like there's a lot of things culturally that I don't really know. Because mm-hmm. I just never spent time there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I hope you get to… When when all this is kind of fading out, spend some time in Korea. Yeah, definitely. It's a blast. Um, what do you like about it? Do you like clubbing? Oh my gosh. Where do we start? What do I like about Korea? You like the nightlife or… I… You know what? I think I'm like out of my clubbing phase. Like it's… Since when? Since a few years. Since I got… Maybe like since a few weeks ago. Since a few weeks ago. Since since COVID. No. I I like at a certain point it just got really loud and really cigarette smoky and (laughs) really sweaty. And I was like, I don't think I like this anymore. Mm. Um, So I think it's been like probably a good five, six years since I kind of face out of clubbing but yeah the club scene out in korea is pretty nuts i just remember even the last time i was there people coming out of the club at like 10 in the morning 10 a.m yeah yeah i was like and it just reeked of alcohol it's on that block it's a wild wild place for clubbing but i when i first got to korea i was like man korea is boring because my idea of fun when i was like 22 or 3 was like was clubbing but I, I wasn't allowed to go clubbing and I couldn't go anywhere. There, it's not bar hopping like it is in, in New York or Wait, LA. Wait, why couldn't you go? Like it's highly frowned upon and like… As a public figure? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It would, it, I remember getting why? calls. I would get a call from my manager. It was like, are you at the club? I'm like, yes. How do you know? It's like people are like calling me telling me you're at the club. You need to get out now. What? Yeah. Like What's it's, wrong with the club? It's there's like a I feel like there is a natural connotation with club being a very negative thing in Korea. Is it? And so That's for me, doing it though. It's yeah, but for so for me, I, I like naturally equated that with like I should just not be there. Mm. And so I found other things that I found. Damn, more club fun. shaming. Club shaming. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. That sucks. Yeah. But I think what I got to enjoy about Korea was it's more about like late night. Good food at any hour mm. and then good conversation. Just like going from spot to spot, eating a different dish, mm. having a drink and like chilling with friends. For sure. And then I was like, man, this is such an old person thing to do. But then I was like, oh, this is like a very Korean thing to do. Which yeah. which I really came Koreans to appreciate. Love, what is it? Ita, Samta. Yeah. 
Cha cha ucha. All these different oh, rounds. Yeah. A different oh, food yeah. for every round. A different mm-hmm. drink. And then you wake up with a headache. And that's yeah. where… I think I grew up in a little microcosm of that. Because my dad loves to party. Oh really? <laughs> Not like party but you I know, do that. I want to your dad. My dad's like, cool. He, like what you're explaining to me. Of like he's a creative. He's a singer. He he likes… Mm. Yeah he loves music. And he is definitely… I think he's a creative oh. in hiding. You know that's like fun. kind of… Pushed into the family business, but is at heart a creative. Is he still doing like clothing manufacturing yeah. stuff? I feel yes. like, I mean, in my head, I could be wrong. I feel like that's still a pretty creative industry when it comes to it. Is but he's more on the technical side of it. Mm-hmm. It can be, but he's more on the technical side of it. I think. Does he help when like you need to do merch? Yes. Or, oh man. He helps when I have to do like custom stuff. Uh-huh. If I want to design something custom for videos, like for the paper music video, uh-huh. he actually helped me. He was he lives in Myanmar, but he was like on FaceTime with me and we just like designed this suit together. That's so he cool. helps and my grandpa too, like always makes me cool. That's so cool. Um man, now I need to go back and like re-look at all of your outfits. Yeah, a lot of it oh, like even the hat that I wore in space, my grandma made that for me. I feel like clothing runs in our family and mm-hmm. it's just something that especially on my dad's side, like yeah. everyone can do. That's my so aunt cool. can do it. My grandma, my grandpa. Yeah. Well, if you ever need insurance, my parents can do insurance. <laughs> <laughs> Renters they insurance. Do, they can do all sorts of insurance and financial planning. So you let me know. really? That's cool. I'm like, uh, what? Did, I'm like insurance. Wow, but the three of you seem so creative, like you and your brothers. So yeah, that's probably I, something you I got from know. them. Probably, I imagine. I think my dad was always. More creative. My mom was very technical in like math and mm. science. And my dad is a lot more drawing and like whatever. Dads are secretly creative. They are. They are. It's if it's probably like them growing up when they grew up where it's like, oh, mm-hmm. guys aren't supposed to be creative mm-hmm. or something like that. I don't know. 100%. Um, but okay. So we have some fan questions for you. And we're going to go through a couple of them. Okay. Here we go. We're going to start with a very controversial one. This is from Doodly Doot Donut Leaf. Okay. I want to know if she considers a hot dog to be a sandwich. Yeah. Oof. Okay. This is tough because I sat in a debate about this in oh, sophomore wow. year of high school. And it was really rocked my core what identity. Did you, yeah. What did you walk away a with? A hot dog is not a sandwich. Ooh. It's a hot dog. Because the definition of a sandwich mm-hmm. is… A piece of meat between two loaves of bread. Yes. But a hot dog bun, there is an interconnection between <laughs> both sides of the bun, which therefore makes it just one piece of uniquely okay. shaped bread. So it's just not a sandwich. You know what? I can get behind that response, and I think it's a very well thought out explanation. Yeah. I can yeah. support it. I just remember sitting there and really thinking about it and making that decision. Okay, wait. So then is a bowel like a Pork belly bow. is not a sandwich either. It's just a bow. Yeah, because right. there's only one, right? All right. There okay. has to be two slices. I feel like I'm learning today. Me too. Really learning things right now. Um, I know who I am now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is from 77AEILER. I first got to know Audrey Nuna through her collab she did with KRB artist Hey. So. I would love to hear a little live version of her part in the song Lil Time. Oh I don't my know if you gosh. do you know this. Do you even remember this of song? Of course, okay. wait. I do know it. Because you think. you have so many songs that you've been on and have been a part of. Yeah. I wouldn't blame you if you I love that collaboration. That yeah. was fun. I don't know if I remember it. Let me try. Hmm. They actually want me to sing it? Like if you that? can or mm-hmm. hum it or anything. Champagne on the rooftop lately. Pour out like the glass you gave me. But pretend on the 983 in the dark. We fall apart. It's just an art. Like, I ain't even check my watch. What to take my night shift off? I was go by like once. What to take my options? Baby, keep your mouth shut. You got any gaguisa. Baby, keep your mouth shut. I know it's the last one. Ooh. Thank you. That was for you, 7 7. A-E-I-L-E-R. Wow, what a memory. <laughs> I'm like Dang. good with spelling. Yeah. Zang. Were you at, did you ever win the spelling bee? I I have a spelling bee complex. I never won the spelling bee because oh I was always close. I was always the class representative and uh-huh. never won. 
I the got, school-wide. Oh man, I got second place and I was wow, so mad. You were second place or? I got second place and I spelled the easiest word wrong. What was I your was, word? It was armadillo. <laughs> That's not an easy word. Armadillo <laughs> is an easy word. For how old were you? I was like in seventh grade. Oh yeah, that's easy. <laughs> no, exactly. I thought you were like in second grade. I'm no. like, whoa. My word that I picked up uh-huh. in seventh grade as well was epitaph. Okay. What the hell is an epitaph? Yeah. Okay. It's like the thing on a yep. tombstone. Yeah, or something. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I spelled it with an F at the end instead of a P. PH. Mm. We get you. It'll it'll, it'll get, get you. you. That PH will get you. Um, let's see. This is from Halloween Accessory. Nice. I want to know about the details of the song Blossom. The outro you were mumbling in Korean. Mm. Could you tell us a little bit about that outro? For sure. What were you That's saying? actually not my my voice. It's my grandma. Oh. So my grandma recently in quarantine, we went over and she kind of told us her life story. Which I never knew my oh, grandma wow. was such a badass. Do tell. Like she survived a war. I didn't uh. know this. Like she fleed a war by foot. With her family. Um, got lost along the way. Lost her family for a few months. Went Sheesh. to a random village with this random man who ended up not being crazy. And like housed her. And her dad eventually found her. And wow. she just wanted to go to school. Didn't get to go to school. Tried to go to Hagwon while pregnant. Like all this stuff I never knew about my grandma. Oh my gosh. And still she's like such a bright person. Mm. So kind of like growing up and learning more about your grandma. I was like I really want to put… Her story in the song. So that part was when she was telling us about how she fell asleep on the way fleeing the war. Because she mm. thought that someone would wake her up. But no one woke her up. And then she woke up and was like lost. Where am I? Yeah. So I thought that kind of went with the song of… Blossom is a song about growing up. So I thought that that kind of fit. Wow. Yeah. That's so powerful. That's like really really fascinating as well. That's like the one thing that I, I wish I had a connection with. My grandparents. Mm. My my parents were… My dad's the youngest of seven. Whoa. My mom's the fifth of seven. And then we grew up here and our grandparents were in, in Korea. So I never really got to know them. Mm. And so whenever I hear people who have like a deep connection with their grandparents… I'm like, oh that's amazing. That's I like think it's something cool. that kind of developed over time. Because mm-hmm. I never felt like the need to really know more about their story. Till as of recent I think. Especially even with the Asian American… Heritage Month. Yeah. Like that kind of thing has really pushed me to ask questions like that. Mm. You know. Because if you don't ask, they're not going to tell. That's true. Because there's a lot of, you know… There's a lot of pain and a lot of suffering in that past, I think, sometimes. And they just don't want to talk about it unless you ask. That's awesome. Thanks for for sharing that with us. Of course. Um, Let's see. One last song from a fan. It's Mi Cariaga. Okay. Be… Because you are a songwriter yourself, what is a song that you wish you wrote? Um, a lot of them. <laughs> All my favorite songs. But I think one particular that is genius to me is Free by Denise Williams. I do not know this song. It's like I'm a song from say. the 70s. It was produced by the dude from Earth, Wind and Fire. Uh-huh. And it's just my favorite song. Like of all time basically. Of all time. Yeah. How did you remember how you came across it? Or like when you started listening to it? I don't really… I think Onmar might have showed it to me. And in college when Mm -hmm. I was in my freshman year at NYU. And I remember like… I would get back from the studio at 6 in the morning. I would just work all night. Then come back into the city. And walk to my dorm. And I remember always listening to that song on the way back to Ruben. Which is my uh, Dorm. dorm hall. And that was just like the most… I was like… I didn't get any sleep but I felt ready to Mm. do a whole nother day of work. Like it's just a really inspiring song. It's called Free? Yeah. By Denise Williams. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm going to check it out. Thank you for that. Please. Alrighty. So now we have a couple games. We're going to just flash through them. We're going to play games? We're going to play a quick game. Let's go. I love games. Well this one's like not… This kind of… It's just a lightning round. All right? Okay. So you answer the first thing that comes to mind. This is a lightning round with Audrey Nuna. Here we go. What's a horrible candle scent? Horrible? Candle scent. Like the worst candle scent. Anus? Oh. Okay. Like wait. Can be made up or like just in general? (laughs) Whatever you want. 
it goes right. straight so to Audrey anus. So Audrey does not like anus-scented candles. That is completely understandable. Oh wait, understandable. but let me just say blueberry. Blueberry. I don't like the blueberry, no. Do you like blueberries themselves? Not really. But one time I had a… So my friends sometimes call me blueberry Cheeto. Because one time I tried a Cheeto and a blueberry together. And it actually was really good. But other than that, no. Okay. So anus and blueberry. Yes. Don't like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Clean while you cook or clean all at once after? I don't clean or cook. There you go. Mm-hmm. Lunchtime, what are you going to eat? Uh, salmon or sushi. I love sushi. Oh. What is your go-to icebreaker? Or like small question talk. question I ask people? Uh, yeah. Or like small Favorite talk. cereal. Favorite cereal. What is your favorite cereal? Uh, I like Frosted Flakes. Frosted Flakes. Perfect shower song. Um, Girl Like You by Toro y Moi. Ah, okay. What do you think of when I say the word basic? Bitch. <laughs> basic bitch. You always say that shit. Uh, what's a must-have on your grocery list? Um, again, I don't really cook, but probably like Flaming Hot Cheetos. Hey, okay. Yeah. Tell us one secret. One secret. Um, I used to eat dust as a kid because I didn't want to go to school and I thought it would make me sick. What? But really, that goes straight to your appendix and I didn't know. That is the craziest <laughs> thing I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, you just don't tell up, anyone. You would just pick up like dust balls and just I would be like… like d- it's so nasty. <laughs> I would like go to windowsills and be like, I don't want to go to school tomorrow. Like, I pray this makes me <laughs> sick as I hated school. I just, yeah. Wow. Thank you for that. That I don't was. I think I've ever said that on air. I don't any, think. Like on anything. So. Well, you should feel honored. honored. And I don't think I've ever heard that <laughs> from anybody. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, bungee jumping or skydiving? Skydiving. All right. Where would you go? What would you do if you were invisible? Take the first flight to Tokyo. I've been dying to go to Tokyo. Never been? Never been. All right. Hope you can go. Um, best advice you've ever received? Um, getting rid of hiccups. If you drink water, bend over and swallow it, your hiccups will disappear. Really? Yeah. I'm going to try that. Well, I haven't had hiccups. It always works for me. I don't know if it's just a me thing. All right. Thank you. Thank you for those incredible questions and for that disgusting secret. Anytime. It was really… That was great. You're very welcome. I hope you think about that every day. Yeah. I, next time I look at my <laughs> window, I'm going to be like, Audrey. I was like five or four or six. <laughs> I hated oh, school, man. man. Fair. Fair. All right. The next thing we have, we're going to play Guess the Price. And because you are such a, a fashionista, and fashion kind of runs in your family, we're going to guess which of these luxury streetwear items are more expensive. Oh, let's so, go. That's Guess fun. which item is more expensive. Let's see. Okay. I'm so ready. Let's see the items. Oh, okay, so we have a Supreme Everlast punching bag or a Supreme Louis Vuitton. Is it what is that? Is that a skateboard? Yeah, it's a skateboard deck. Skateboard. Which is more expensive? Oh damn. I'm gonna guess Louis Vuitton. I because uh, it's Louis Vuitton. Right? Everlast, I don't think would be as crazy as Louis Vuitton. I I agree, but just to go against you, I'm gonna say Everlast. Okay. What is the <gasps> Oh my god. I guess it makes sense because it's a punching bag. Yeah. So the punching okay, bag I'm sorry, is $25,000. And Who the skateboard the f- is 25k. That's insane. Yeah, that's that's always my question. Who is yeah, buying who this? Who is buying this? Alright, here we go. Jordan 1 Retro High Dior. Jordan 1 Retro High Colette. Uh, I think the Dior one. Yeah, I, I go with you on Dior as well. Though Colette is… No, I'm going to say Dior. Oh what? my god, we're both wrong. Well, I'm bad at this. Wow. Okay. So Colette is 18.5k. Dior is 12k. Both outrageously, ridiculously expensive. What's the most expensive shoe you have? Or piece of like clothing you have? I don't know. I don't really have that many expensive clothes. Like I can't… I don't need… I would never wear that. Which one? Yeah. The one on the right? Either. Like I don't think I could if it's that expensive. Oh yeah. No. Also like… Mm, I don't really love either. I don't… And also I feel like… I think I went with Dior because whenever you put like a label on something… Like a monogram label… I feel like people just want to pay a lot of money mm. for that. Mm-mm-mm. Fair. Okay. Next up. Louis Vuitton Friend Story Briefcase Trunk. Louis Vuitton Supreme Trunk Monogram 
career 90. I don't know what any of this stuff is. I'm just going to guess the one that I was not going to guess because I'm <laughs> wrong for everything. I think I'm going to go with the friend story. I I don't even know what… What is friend story, guys? What probably is some like… Random probably artist? some random French brand no one knows about but it's hella expensive. You know what? It's probably an artist who has passed away. Oh. And I'm sorry if you have not passed away and I just sent you to your grave. I, <laughs> I, I personally just really like this artwork. So I'm going to go Me with too. the briefcase trunk. And again, we are, we are wrong. wrong. Audrey, Why you are, are we so bad at this? Horrible at this I thought game. Be good. Okay, to be honest though, makes sense I'm not good at this because I feel like I don't really like love luxury that uh, much. What what I do you really love? Like, I love when it looks cool. I like random stuff on eBay, rings mm. on eBay, like I don't know, like thrifting and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So I don't really spend a lot of time in the luxury space. Yeah. But there are certain brands I love that are luxury but also really fire and, and innovative, I think. What are, what are like one or two of them? Like I really love Misbehave. Mm-hmm. And like I love Ambush. Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't afford but want to at some point. At some point, get yeah. Fair. Uh, the Louis Vuitton trunk is $225,000. And the the briefcase trunk is forty k. The f- Again. $225,000? That's a house. Oh, man. Hermes. Okay, Hermes. I don't know Hermes. anything. Hermes, Birkin, Himalayan, Crocodile, Matte 25. Hermes, Birkin, Crocodile 35, Orange Poppy. Bro, I'm going to just say know. orange because it has a higher number, 35. I think I'm going to go with the uglier one. Because ugly <laughs> tends to be expensive. All right. Let's see it. Oh, oh my yes. God. I told you. The higher 35. Oh yeah. The orange right. is 45k and the I white really, is 37k. Didn't really think about that. All right, so I've gotten three. Audrey, you got none. I've gotten zero. It just goes to show. Zang. Zang, you Zang. <laughs> Zang, Audrey. Zang. Oh man. I'm steal that one. <laughs> Zang. Okay. Um I got zero. You got zero. It's okay. I feel like a loser. Don't you don't feel you don't feel like a loser. It's 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 life. Yeah. Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. lose, And that's the way it is. You lose sometimes. Um, All right. So that's like pretty much all we have for today's show. We just… I feel like we just talked for about… I love it. I don't know how long we did. That was such a great conversation. Well, thank you. I I enjoyed that conversation. Thank you. I feel like we just talked about random things. Is there anything you want to talk about that you didn't get to talk about? Or anything you want to talk about in general? No, not really. But I am curious how you went from India… Like, how was the lifestyle shift from India to Korea? Korea. How was India, actually? It's really my question. It was… I really enjoy being in India. I love the culture. I love the food. I loved everything about it. I think the hardest part for me was the program that I was in. Was not the best fit for me. Mm. But I would love to go back to India and like… Re-experience it in a different way and like perform there and do music right. there, um, but I, I appreciated it absolutely for what it was. It was right. it was a great time. It's beautiful. I'm sure it is. I've never been. Um, and also, like, do people just email you, like, from your YouTube? Did someone yeah, DM you, I got, like, hey, this is whatever entertainment we want to bring much. you out? Wow, that must have been crazy. I for thought you. it was a scam. So right, they're right. like, send us your passport. And I was like, no, someone's stealing my identity. Uh-huh, Definitely. Uh-huh. So I literally gave them like the 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 smallest detail they needed to book a flight. Uh-huh. And I was like, if they send me a flight, then it must be real. But they sent me a flight. Wow. And so that's how I started. Damn, what company was it? It was a TV show. It was like NBC, this TV nation, station. Oh, sick. So that's how I got started. That's awesome. But, but that's not… Like, we could talk about this after. This, yeah, is, this no, show's no, about no. you. I thought we were done. This show's I, about you, but… Thank you, Audrey, for joining us on today's episode. The Box, so you guys can please uh, rate and review five stars on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to follow us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can see the video of this on youtube.com slash divepods or dive studios. And you could listen to this without ads at patreon.com slash dive studios. So then, by tradition, this is tradition. This is like the official thing we have to do. Every guest that comes on the show improvises an outro jingle for us. Okay. Wow. So it could be anything. It could be a humming. It could be a rap. It could be an animal noise. Whatever it is. I just have very high expectations. Okay. Because it's you. So it could be anything? Yeah. <laughs> Does it have to say like a word? 
I mean, people saw, oftentimes say Tebak Show in it, but. Tebak Show. Yeah. How's that? <laughs> that was perfect. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. <laughs> we'll see you next week on Tebak Show. <laughs> Bye. Peace. <laughs> Outro. Thank you for listening to K pop Tebak with Eric Nam. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.